That is the sound of the bell of round number 10, fight number four, Pacific Coast Boxing. We're back, folks. Here we go. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ganchos aligado, when in doubt, stick it out, duro, duro, duro. Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado, Pacific Coast Boxing. We're back. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, man. Just excited to be back, you know, after this little bit of a break that we had. Yeah, I know. You know what? And we probably could have uh, planned or organized it better mm-hmm. around um, all the stuff that we have going on. We probably mentioned it a couple times. We've inferred to it anyways. Uh, Rick and I have daughters that participate in fast pitch softball. Mm-hmm. And really, this last, what would you say, three weeks, it's probably the peak and busiest time. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know, it, it, uh, you know softball took uh, you know my daughter from uh, Denver to Chicago. Back here to Chino Hills, yep. a week, and then Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. We didn't do the out-of-state thing this season. Normally we yeah. do, but yeah, this season we were in San Diego for the entire week, and then the tournament in Orange County, Fountain Valley for the entire mm-hmm. week. And any of you that have kids that play, especially in uh, you know travel ball club-type sports when you're in these type of tournaments – the schedule's not even fixed, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, win, and you play the next day, lose, and then you play maybe later that day, and then you win that game, and you play at a different time. So apologize, folks, but it was difficult to really, you know, nail down a day during the week with our schedules as far as doing the podcast. But here we are. We're back. Here's the good news, bad news of it, Rick, is that there's stuff going on in the boxing world as far as news, and I know we got a lot to talk about, mm-hmm. right? Um, the you know the Canelo Kayla Plant fight kind of falling through. Of course, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. You got JoJo Diaz and Ryan Garcia, so you got a lot of stuff going on. And there's been some fights, but certainly not the marquee names, other than you know the Charlo Castano fight since we last left, Rick. Yeah, no, the, it uh, the last couple of weeks probably a good time for us to to have taken a break. Because, you know, the big names just, just aren't fighting quite yet. Yeah, and it wouldn't have happened that way, right? Remember, mm-hmm. the uh, the Fury and Wilder fight was yeah. supposed to take place, I think, on July 24th, Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, right? So if that fight would have materialized, that's a different story. And we'd probably find a way to, to do the podcast because that's just too big a fight. That's a mega fight. Yeah. Of course, it's at the heavyweight division. So not saying that there hasn't been good fights and competitive fights out there, but certainly... Not the not the marquee names, but but it is coming. No, no, yeah, I think uh, August is going to be action packed. September, um, even either way, uh, October is going to start off uh, pretty pretty good with uh, Fury Wilder. Yeah, all that's the way what, yeah. in October. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. maybe maybe it's a good thing, right? Maybe mm-hmm. it's a good thing that it kind of gave everybody this two to three week. Um, again, no disrespect. There's some good fights that are taking place, right? Yeah. Our guy, uh, Lázaro Lorenzana, he won uh, fight number seven mm-hmm. this past Friday um, down in Baja, California. So congratulations to him. Yeah. That's pretty odd. I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you that kid looks sharp, Rick. Yeah. No, he looked good. I, I watched he, the uh, the highlights and, yeah. uh, you know, nice body shot. Yeah, which fight. which is what he does, man. Yeah. He's, he's, he's technically sound. He's very crisp, and the most important thing is that he's got a good head on his shoulders, got a good dad, got a got good people around him, mm-hmm. which is probably more important than anything else. Yeah. So um, definitely congratulations to him. All right, so it's round number 10, Rick, and so we call out a fight for every round that is memorable. I said this the last podcast when we were talking about the Charlo Castano fight that I already knew which fight that I wanted to talk about for round number 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even one of my favorite fights, but it's one of my more memorable fights. And it was fight number two, uh, Alexis Arguello and Aaron Pryor, Rick. And this was the fight that took place in 1983. And this was a TKO in round 10, of course, with Pryor coming up on top, man. Okay. And then this, was this the one with the, uh, the, the secret sauce? I, in- well, yeah, I was, I, I was thinking about that. I think it, was, it may have been the first one. Uh-huh. It may have been the first one. When when that happened, because it was a Panama Lewis, yeah, 
And um, I think it was the first one. See, the thing about the second one, and again, right, I'm not making any excuses, but this was at 140, and Arguello had never fought at 140. Yeah. And when Arguello stayed down, the great Christian Judice in, in the book about Alexis Arguello, he said it best when, when it's like when Ar- Arguello took a knee, and you'd have to watch that fight, Rick, in round 10, he kind of looked around, right, and he had a face that you can tell what it said, which is, I can't beat this guy. Yeah. Like, he knew he had no shot. Because fight number one, which is the fight I think you were talking mm-hmm. about, we're giving the special stuff, Arguello hit him with everything he had. I mean everything. Now, do we know whether or not there was a substance and did that make a difference? Who knows? But there was other things that that guy Panama Lewis yeah. did do, even with Arguello, that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't give uh, Aaron uh, the Hawk prior the credit, of course, that he believes that he deserved. But yeah, it was. Um, this was another fight that was on uh, a close circuit at the sports arena in L.A. And like I said, as a kid, man, that was like one of the loneliest and, and uh, quietest drives home. Yeah. After your hero gets beaten, and like I said, man, it just watch that. Just watch that last round. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just takes a knee. He could have gotten up. By the yeah. way, yeah, he could have gotten up. But I think everybody at that point understood, like, for what. Mm-hmm. The, the the guy he wasn't going to beat prior, and and this was also you know this is an eighty three right so certainly an, uh, an Arguello that's that's out of his prime at that point, uh, one twenty six forget about it Arguello was just an absolute monster yeah but that was a memorable round ten Rick so we're getting into close to the championship rounds, yeah. which, which for us is thirteen fourteen fifteen by the way. Mm-hmm. Not uh, not 10, 11, 12, yeah, yeah. the way it is today. I'm telling you, we talk about it all the time, but think about how many fights, uh, how different the outcome would have been if they're still fighting the 15 rounds. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think a lot of a lot of fights, um, you know, where uh, people are coming on strong. Uh, you know, I think, you know, even though I'm not a big fan anymore, yeah, Chavez Jr. probably beat Sergio Martinez. Yes. If there's, oh, you yeah. know, a few more rounds. That's a very good one. That's a very yeah. good call out. No, he probably does. There's no doubt that he does. And then you look at the other way. Um, Leonard doesn't beat Hearns mm-hmm. if it only goes 12 rounds. Yeah. Leonard KO'd him in round 14. So you can go both ways. And I know they did all of the studies showing about, you know, how – I don't know, right? It's hard to say. I, I didn't. I don't see the analytics on it. Yeah. But if we assume that they did do the data analytics and that boxers have, you know, higher, uh, more risk, right, mm-hmm. rounds 13, 14, 15, I get it, right? Yeah. It's just sometimes I think that – because I'll tell you, in fact, speaking of Alexis Arguello – that was one of his competitive advantages yeah. is that he was just a super, in superior condition as a fighter. And so he relied, you know, when we talk about taking a fighter in the deep waters, deep waters was truly rounds 13, 14, and 15. Yeah, and you would just train differently. You know, I, I think if you knew that you had to go 15 rounds as opposed to 12, you know, and you're fighting in a 12-round fight, you're going to throw more punches because you know – you know, it's going to end in 12. Yeah. You know, maybe you, you uh, pace yourself a little bit more right. you know, in the uh, right. 15-round fights. And But I'm telling you, you're right, but not everybody had it in them. Yeah. Not everybody had it in them to fight 15 rounds because the stamina that it took and then, of course, the dedication and the resilience in training camp, mm-hmm. right, to focus and prepare for 15 rounds, it wasn't easy. So you'd see a lot of fighters sometimes in those days, Rick, they'd come out and try to get the fight over with early. Yeah. And when you saw that in a lot of cases, it's because they didn't train right. Yeah. And they knew they had no shot if that fight goes to rounds 13, 14, and 15. So they'd go out like literally, like, like, you know, like a tornado trying to get the guy out. Um, Arguello was the consummate professional in his prime. I mean, this is a guy that in between fights always stayed in shape, mm-hmm. right? Took the took the craft serious, the consummate gentleman. So, yeah, he would tactically break down fighters, Rick, to knock them out in rounds 13, 14, and 15. Yeah. So when he took out uh, Boom Boom Mancini. I mean, that's pretty much what he did. Unfortunately, couldn't beat Aaron Pryor. Yeah. At at 140 pounds, never quite made the matchup with Roberto Duran. The weights never really uh weight-wise never matched up. It is what it is. Still one of the greatest 126 pounders, if not the greatest 126 pounder. Yeah. Of well, all time. You know, and Aaron Pryor, you know, great fighter, you know, he only end, ended with uh, one loss. Yeah. You know, he's probably past his prime as well. Yeah, and that was late in his career, yeah. right? The the Hawk. Yeah, he lost to uh, Bob, yeah, Bobby, Bobby Joe, Joe Young. Young. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was unfortunate. Um, Pryor never really got the um, really as much recognition as he should have, and I think the whole deal with the Panama Lewis with the trainer didn't help him. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, remember, he beat Tommy Hearns in the amateurs. Yeah. But the Hawk was right there, right? But he was at that weight. He was kind of like at that 140, not quite big enough for 147. Uh-huh. But he never really got the shot at the at any of the four kings. But he was there. He was he was in that era. Yeah. You know, just hovering around a little bit too light. And I'll be honest with you too, Rick. Also pretty dangerous. Yeah. So okay, kind of an interesting. His son fought for a little bit, by the way. Aaron uh, Aaron Pryor Jr. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, he wasn't as good as his dad, but I mm-hmm. remember watching him fight a couple times. Yeah. I, I don't think we heard of him since. Yeah. How many sons? We'll have to look that up, Rick. How many sons truly, truly surpass what their dad did? Forget yeah. about, like, match what their dad did, but how many sons of really good fighters surpass them in status? Well, RCR, um, stat of the week, Yeah, you know, coming up later. Yeah. We'll touch on this a little bit, okay. but, uh, you know, that's that's a, a good, uh, you know, kind of like in baseball. Yeah, you know where you know you have the dad that's that that's really good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and the son, you know, trying to uh, be be yeah. better. The Prince Fielder. Yeah, Prince Fielder's son is just as good as him. Uh-huh. Right, Vladimir Guerrero. Ken Ken Griffey was better than uh, his yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tatis. Yeah. Right, the Tatis Junior has got to mm-hmm. be much better than his dad. Yeah. Though they had two Grand Slams and one inning against the Dodgers. Yeah. His dad did Ch- right. Chan Ho Park. I think yeah, both yeah, are. great. Yeah, <laughs> Chan Ho Park also gave up a home run to um, Cal Ripken, yeah. and they in the All Star game. Oh, and, and, groove that that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about yeah. But the one cool thing I remember about Chan Ho Park is that one time they got into a, a fight. Remember? And he threw a kick. Yeah, threw the flying yeah. kick, and that was considered like you know ungentlemanlike. Yeah. Remember all the baseball <laughs> players like that's not what we do, and it's yeah. like. But hey, man, this is what the guys train for. Yeah. Although if he's got spikes on, I guess that's technically a weapon. Mm-hmm. But you know, you charge them out. What yeah. do you expect, right? To do, you know, he's gonna do a Nolan Ryan, Robin Ventura, <laughs> right? Duck your head and get in a headlock and, and yeah. give him a noogie. Anyways, folks. Yep, we digress just a bit. But yeah, I guess we'll. I, I'd be interested to see, and it, just off the top, right? Mm-hmm. What boxer had a son that surpassed? Him. I mean, yeah. Joe Fraser had his son, Marvis Fraser, but Marvis Fraser wasn't as good as yeah. Joe Fraser, right? No. I'm not talking brothers, but father-son. Father-son, yeah. How many, so, I mean, you know, uh, Chavez Jr.? Well, you know, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll tease it. You know, <laughs> okay. it's, it's how many um, father-son combinations Yeah, where both were world champions. Okay, that's good. You know, and, and you know, you have to think about it, but there were, there were five. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So, you know, I guess think about it during the show. You know, we'll see at the end. Yeah. You know, how many we can come up with. Five father-son. Well, that's going to be well, that's gonna be one of them there because Marvis Fraser did win a championship. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, major title, though? Yeah. I mean, Maybe. okay. Well, I'll, one of the I'll have to look at You the, have to check it out. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I thought Marvis Fraser won a championship. And obviously, Joe Fraser mm-hmm. was, uh, was a champion. All right, folks. There you go. All right. So here's what's coming up. Let me set the table real quick. Got a lot of boxing news. Yeah, we did have some fights that took place. We'll touch on those a bit. But let's get caught up with all of the fights that some of the ones that didn't happen, some of the ones that are kind of in flux, and then some of the ones that are being talked about, Diaz, Garcia, what the heck is going on with Canelo and Plant and all of these uh, you know, restrictions and constraints to the fight, Rick. Yeah. Let's get to it. We'll be right back for Zippo's Boxing. So if it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Yeah, man, I like that. I like throwing out the uh, the stat of the week a little early, give people uh-huh. something to think about. Yeah. Of course, people can start Googling it already. Uh-huh. The key is, right, if you're a true boxing fan, can you just off of memory think about yeah. father-son combinations? Like I said, you already stymied me on the one, so you looked it up. So my, uh, Marvis Fraser did not no. win a championship, yeah. but he fought Larry Holmes. Yeah. And lost to Larry Holmes, and then he lost to Tyson, but that wasn't for a title belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll think about it. I'll think okay. about it here, maybe during the next break to see if I can come. I know they're right in front of me. I mean, yeah. they got they got to be right in, right on the tip from a father son perspective, you know. And they both won, and it has to be major belt, major right? belts, yeah, major world title. So like one of the four major world titles. Yeah, yeah, I got to look around. I'm surprised there's not one here. Yeah. Uh, in standing eight count studios. By the way, there's a, a new edition. I haven't put it up. See, I got a big uh, 16 by 20 uh, picture of Tyson there. 
Okay. Autographed by Mike Tyson. Oh wow. Yeah, I was given to be by a good friend Marty up uh, up north in Corona. Uh-huh. His dad was a fighter in the Navy. Oh wow. And then uh, so I guess um, his dad had the opportunity to meet Mike Tyson, and uh, he got that autograph. Oh no, yeah, it's yeah. a nice photo. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's a legitimate. Again, you know that Mike Tyson is not one of my favorite fighters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I still respect Mike Tyson as a fighter. Yeah. I just think he was a very overrated heavyweight mm-hmm. that was in an era when there was no valid heavyweights. Otherwise, yeah. he would have gotten throttled. But be that as it may, it's a beautiful picture, beautiful autograph, and it's going to find its way on. Um, the ropes are pretty much ready, by the way. Yeah. So excited. By the way, folks, website is up. Um, I just I have to update the latest, but check it out. The website is up, PacificCoastBoxing.com. Um, go on there and subscribe. So there's um, there's an area there for fans to subscribe so we can let you know what's coming up, if we're going to be at fights, etc. Yeah. Also, if you want to ask us a question, you could still email us, counterpunch at pacificcoastboxing.com. That hasn't changed, counterpunch at pacificcoastboxing.com. If there is a particular subject you want us to talk about, particular fighter, particular event, whatever it is, hey, if you even want the opportunity maybe to come on the show and call in, mm-hmm. we can look at setting that up as well. But check it out, PacificCoastBoxing.com. So, all right, Rick, um, there were some fights that took place since we last uh, yeah. were on. So we'll start with about uh, two weeks ago, uh, yeah. Joe Joyce. Um, he had a six-round TKO victory over uh, Carlos Takam. Um, Takam felt it was a um, premature stoppage. And uh, he was ahead on all the cards, you know, but uh, I think yeah. it was probably just a matter of time before Joe Joyce got him. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and we talked about that, you know, um, it was just a matter of what, because Takem has, has been beaten by, you know, anybody. He's he's the proverbial, not even the gatekeeper, Gate, you know, yeah, no. not even there. Right. Yeah, that what was a six loss. Yeah, that's what know, I'm that saying. Point. It's it's the level below that somewhat. So it was um, no surprise. It was just a matter of how mm-hmm. he was going to beat him. He beat him in this round six. Yeah, maybe he was losing, but at the end of the day, he knocked him out. Yeah. So is Joe Joyce a major player in the heavyweight division? I don't think so. Yeah, no. You know, I think he, he needs to have a, a victory over uh, a name opponent. Yeah. Um, I think they've thrown out there that uh, they're, they're, they're trying to get Luis Ortiz. Yeah. You know, so, you know, if he beats a Luis Ortiz, yeah. you know, then he's legit. Yeah. You know, because Ortiz has only lost to... to Deontay Wilder. Yeah, weren't they looking, though, the last we spoke, they yeah. were looking at locking down Ruiz and Ortiz, though, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if that, uh, you know, not too much traction on that. You know, That's maybe, too bad. Maybe I think Ruiz's people know that he's probably not ready for that fight yeah. quite yet. He hasn't looked too good in the last uh Yeah, that's unfortunate because that would be a really entertaining fight. Yeah. Um, this past weekend, um, Lee Wood, yeah. who was a 4-1 uh, to one underdog, yeah. he beat uh, WBA featherweight champ Zhu Khan. Yeah, one of your Lee Wood, by the way, from across the pond. Yeah, guys across with, the pond. The guys with no chin, Yeah, right? Here's the interesting thing about that fight, right? So Zhu Khan uh, was going to fight Josh Warrington, right? Mm-hmm. So they were going to fight and really try to unify as much as they could the 126-pound uh, the Weight division, right? Yeah. Um, but it broke down for several reasons. Contract, um, Zucan, I think he had he had issues, something about traveling. And then, of course, there was the IBF uh, kind of forcing their way in. Either way, um, the fight didn't materialize, right? Yeah. But that was going to be the big fight. That's the fight that we all wanted to see. Didn't happen, okay? And so guess what, Rick? So they both went their own way, right? Josh Warrington fights Lara and gets knocked out. Yeah. And I'm using that term very lightly. I mean, he was completely annihilated, mm-hmm. right, in um, in round number nine, although that fight could have been stopped in round number four. And then here, Zucan, right, gets knocked out himself. Yeah. In the, uh, was it, what would you say, round 11, wasn't it? Uh, no, it was uh, the 12th round. 12th round, yeah. yeah. See what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy how that stuff works out. They would have been better off fighting each other. Yeah. Now neither one of them has a belt. Yeah, you know, a lot of times, yeah, they, they, they wait too long, and then, um, you know, the, the fight that they wanted, you know, it's gone. Yeah, and I'm telling you, that's when, you know, it's the folks that are around them. You have to think about their management, right? Mm-hmm. So now here you are. Now, of course, Mauricio Lara is, you know, in a mandatory because they had the rematch clause with Warrington. That fight is coming up, right? Yeah. And where does Zucan go from here? 
who knows? Yeah. When he had the opportunity to fight for greatness. Yeah, and you know, hopefully, you know, he's got a uh, rematch clause. You know, who knows if uh, you know we'll get into these uh, clauses and everything. You know, later. Yeah. In the whole Canelo uh, debacle, yeah. Well, but yeah. Uh, well, and Cam, by the way, he hadn't fought since it's been like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So that would that was another issue. Yeah. Right. The guy hadn't fought in years. The same uh, problem that uh, that Warrington had. In the meantime, right, Laura. Mauricio Laura had been staying busy fighting like four times yeah. during COVID, right? And it didn't matter. Kind of like the same thing that Conor McGregor's having issues with, right? Yeah. He may still have a skill set that's higher. He, you know, his proficiency level it makes martial arts maybe higher. But if you're not actively fighting, no, yeah, you get it, the ring rest. Yeah, it's not the yeah. same as as you know, uh, um, sparring, whatever. It's just not the same thing. Yeah. I don't know if they call sparring in the MMA. That's why I said whatever. <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> boxing is called sparring. I don't know what yeah. they call it in MMA, right? You know, grappling and practice, practicing. <laughs> Hugging. You know? Yeah, taking BP. You yeah. know, baseball, we'd say it's not the same taking BP off a machine, right, than it live pitching. But yeah. anyways, just really, really ironic how both of their paths ended up turning out. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they end up not fighting each other, and they both lose their next fight. Yeah. Not only lose, but get knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, terrible. There you go. Um, one more fight, you know, from this past weekend. You know, your your favorite fighter. I yeah. know we were talking about uh, Avni Elidrum. Yeah. You know, um, I read an article, you know, new weight, new trainer. Yeah. You know, he was ready to go. Yeah. You know, um, he's putting the uh, Canelo loss behind him. Yeah. This past weekend. Yeah. What else uh, can he do, by the way? Yeah. What other choices? You put it in front of him? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> unfortunately... He lost again, yeah. you know, by uh, <laughs> unanimous decision. It was yeah. a lopsided uh, <laughs> loss uh, to Little Leaver's meat cleaver, yeah, Jack Cullen. Wow, I didn't get a chance to see the fight. Okay, yeah. I don't know if you got a chance to see no. it, but I would have liked to have watched it, and 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 I and I will simply because to see how he fought, right? Because mm-hmm. in the Canelo fight, just to get you know level set with everybody, he came in there with the strategy of pretty much moving around the ring like a human uh, heavy bag. Yeah. Remember that? That was the strategy, right? Move around and wear him down by getting hit, right? And then eventually open up. And you remember all of the controversy with Joel Diaz, who was Mm -hmm. the trainer at the time, right? And he had to come out and basically say, hey, man, that wasn't our strategy, right? Mm -hmm. Because that strategy obviously calls into question the trainer, right? It's like, is this what you were doing? Just like when we were calling out Charlo's trainer, a couple of weeks ago. And and so, you know, I'm just curious yeah. if he came out a little bit more aggressive-minded this time, right? Uh, yeah, who knows? Um, but uh, unfortunately, this is uh, his third straight loss. Uh, yeah. You know, he hasn't won a fight since um, September of 2018. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not looking too good uh, for him. And, you know, it's probably back to the drawing board or hopefully, you know, this is it. Yeah, so, <clears throat> I mean, so earlier this year, Right, he's ranked number one. Mm-hmm. Right, I think was it the in the WBC, I uh-huh. think. All right, in W right for the super middleweight, and then he dropped, and now he's uh, he's completely gone, just like that, <laughs> from number one contender to completely out, man. Yeah, you know, Derek James, by the way, was the the name of the trainer for um for Charlo. Yeah, with the wonderful strategy, once again, just to remind folks, right, take a guy like you know Thomas, you know Thomas Hearns, you know. Uh-huh. Reach advantage, height advantage, speed advantage, power advantage, everything advantage, right? And go in the corner and let the little man Castano come, <laughs> right? And start breaking down buildings and breaking windows, as yeah. Teddy Atlas would say, you know? Ugh. Unbelievable. All yeah. right, Rick, what else we got? Uh, so, so we'll get into the fights uh, coming up this week. Uh, we've got uh, August 3rd, you know, so Wednesday, August 3rd from New York, uh, Fight TV, Triller TV. Um, it'll be Michael Hunter, yeah, uh, versus Mike Wilson in a WBA heavyweight eliminator. Yeah. Um, also, we've got uh, Chris Algieri uh, making his return against yeah. Mikhail Lespierre. Mm-hmm. Um, for for some reason, I don't know why uh, Lespierre seems uh, familiar. Maybe he lost to somebody else. Yeah. You know, fairly recently. And we've seen Chris Algieri more as the personal nutritionist, the, the chef for the uh, for the Miracle Man. Yeah. Right. Daniel Jacobs. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully, you know, uh, you know, he can have a, a, a good return and, uh, you yeah. 
you know, you know, if he does well, he'll he'll get put in a fight that he has no business getting. Yeah. Um, oh no, I, I, absolutely. And then the and the heavyweight fight there, by the way, um, it's a WBA or WBO eliminator. You said uh, WBA, yeah, heavyweight eliminator. Yeah. I, I'm trying to find them in the um, in the rankings. In the rankings, yeah, somehow they're not in there. Wall. Okay, who are they again? Michael Hunter. Yeah. So he should be in the WBA somewhere. Yeah, he's not. Oh uh, no. Okay, hold six. on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm looking at the yes, number six against who? He's fighting uh, Mike Wilson. Yeah. Oh yeah, Wilson's ranked number fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. So, so definitely a, yeah. a good eliminator. But see, the the other problem with yeah. that is when you look up at the champions. Yeah, there's four. Right. You know well, the WBA. Right. Yeah, don't get me started again <laughs> on the WBA. Right. You guys <laughs> listening to this, go back like two podcasts and I, and I break down all of the WBA champions, uh-huh. the gold, the interim, the super, and then the one that they can give to anybody. Yeah. Regardless of what of how it was earned. Now. If I give you a picture of these three guys yeah. who are all WBA heavyweight champions, yeah, Manuel Char, yeah, Trevor Bryan, mm-hmm. Robert Hellenius, would right. you be able to pick any of them out? No, probably not. Yeah, no, 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 probably not. Nobody could. No, and that's the problem, and that is the problem, right? But these guys are walking around saying, "Yes, I'm, I'm a WBA, I'm a heavyweight champion yeah. of the world," <laughs> and that's what I'm saying, right? When I was asking you about where these guys are, so Michael Hunter ranked number six, yeah. Mike Wilson. Number, how is that an eliminator? Yeah, yeah. Who, who, how is number knows? six and fourteen yeah. in in your own um, organization in your own sanctioning body? How in the heck is that an eliminator? Yeah. It uh, makes no sense at all, no. right? Um, we've got August sixth. Uh, it's Friday uh, yeah. from Belfast. Uh, we have Michael Conlon versus uh, T.J. Doheny. Yeah, uh, junior featherweights. Uh, this will be on ESPN Plus. Um, I'm looking forward to that, mm-hmm. Rick. Um, T.J. Doheny is the one that gave uh, Danny Ramon all he could bargain for. Yeah. And so this is definitely a step-up fight for uh, Michael Conlon. Yeah, not looking forward to it. Um, Saturday, we've got, uh, for Minneapolis, it'll be on Fox, uh, Cody Crowley, Gabriel uh, Mastry. Yeah. For the de- uh, interim WBA welterweight title. Yeah. You know, you figure the welterweight title is what, Pacquiao or Spence, right? Or, yeah. or Terrence Crawford, not, yeah. not uh, Cody Crowley. Yeah. So yeah, that's another one. Yeah, <laughs> again, but again, like you said, the interim WBA welterweight title. Yeah, right. The Cody Crawl and game. It just is what it is. Yeah. And then uh, August seventh as well on Saturday. Yeah. From uh, from England on the zone, we have uh, King Galahad versus Jaza Dinkins. Yeah. For the vacant IBF uh, featherweight title. Yeah, that should be a pretty good fight. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be, I think the problem with that, right, is that those, uh, yeah, that is going to be a good fight, is that those all take place early, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Those are early in the uh, in the afternoon so simply because of the time uh, difference, right? I'll tell you what, the fight that I'm looking forward to is the rematch a week after that, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Joshua but, Franco and Maloney, right? When we start looking at, next, at, at the 14th, you know, you have that, that whole card of the uh, Franco fight on ESPN+. Plus. Is good, you know. The August fourteenth, you have uh, Casemiro versus Rigando, um, and then you've also got the DAZN card, yeah. Uh, Virgil Ortiz, yeah. You know the 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 fight that kind of sticks out. We'll get into this more probably next week, yeah. But the fight I just saw was uh, Pablo Cesar Cano versus uh, Daniel Lito Zaria. Okay. And Zaria was the uh, Puerto Rican prospect that we saw out at the Fantasy Springs. Okay. And so this is going to be a tough fight. You yeah. Know, Cano is, yeah. is no joke. No. Right. Yeah. He's the one who knocked out Linares, right? Yeah. In the uh was it the first round or second round? Yeah. One of his first round KOs when Linares moved up and weighed a little bit. But yeah, so that August fourteenth in a couple of weeks, right, is all of a sudden looking like a big fight day. Yeah. Right? Unfortunately. But yeah, that's gonna be a good card. We'll have to break that one down mm-hmm. next week. Next week. Ortiz, yeah, against Cavialuscas. That's gonna be interesting. Um, especially seeing you know, Virgil Ortiz back in the ring. Yeah, no, finally, I think it's been long overdue. Yep. And, um, you know, if if I've got to put a, a lock on the week, yeah. you know, I'm going to probably take uh, ooh, Michael Conlon. Michael Conlon? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't think that's as uh, it, a, a it's secure. It's not as a lopsided, but. Yeah, as you think, man. Yeah. I think that's going to be a very competitive fight. 
probably, that's probably to this point in Conlon's career, probably the toughest opponent, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. that he's fought. Like, that's going to be a good, that, that has all of the makings of an excellent fight. Yeah. You got Lee McGregor on that card as well, by the way. Mm-hmm. Good fighter, good lightweight fighting Vincent Legrand. But yeah, that fight, Michael Conlon and TJ Delhaney, there could be fireworks in that yeah. one. No, looking forward to that one. Yeah, I mean, that could be a make or break, by the way, for Conlon. Yeah. Because they're just kind of they're easing them into this a little bit too a little bit too slowly in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's it for the uh, results and uh, you know the schedule coming up for this week. All right, Rick, let's take a quick break and then let's uh, cover the news. There's still a lot going on in the boxing world. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado back. Big round number 10. Started off with the bang, talking about uh, Alexis Arguello and um, Aaron Pryor, that round or that fight ending in round 10. And then um, and then you kind of threw out a bone, a teaser for okay. the stat of the week. Yep. Um, and I, I threw it out there, so it sounds like I got one of them, right? Uh-huh. Well, I got two of them, technically. Yeah. So two of the five, right? So obviously Chavez and Chavez Jr., uh-huh. they both won belts, obviously. Um, and then uh, Floyd Patterson and Tracy Patterson. Yeah. That was a combo. So three left. Yeah, three left. Uh, two out of the three are uh, a senior and a junior combination. Yeah. So same name yeah. is what you're saying, right? And, of course, uh, off off live here, uh, Hector Camacho's son obviously yeah, never obviously won anything. Nothing, yeah. yeah. I know what you say. I'm going to say, yeah, I should have known that, yeah. you know? Um, just thinking about the juniors. All right. Um, we'll see if it comes to me uh-huh. here in a bit, Rick. But let's get into the news and some of the stuff that's going on in uh, this favorite sport of ours. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with uh, the Canelo Kayla Plant. Uh, talks have broken off. Uh, what looked like it was, you know, pretty much a done deal. Yeah. Uh, last minute, uh, it, it's no longer going to be a fight. Um, Plant seems to be really the only one that's releasing any details. You know, yeah. Canelo really hasn't said anything, but it seems like the holdup was Canelo wanted to be able to, if if Plant got sick or for whatever reason couldn't fight, yeah. Canelo wanted to be able to keep having the fight and get paid the same amount of money he was going to get for fighting Plant. Yeah. And the opposite was going to be different where Plant um, had to wait for Canelo. If Canelo got sick or had to drop from the fight, that he had to hold off fighting anybody until Canelo was ready to go. Yeah, that's crazy, right? I mean, and there's other stipulations. I know you didn't mm-hmm. say them all, but there's um, there's a whole bunch of other stipulations that if we believe yeah. what Caleb Plant is saying, mm-hmm. right, that Canelo was asking for, right, the size of the ring amongst yeah. others, right? Um, of course, there's the whole cut and pay as far as who's getting what. Yeah. If we take Caleb Plant at his word, Rick, and it really comes down to that. That sounds petty to me. Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty petty, man. Yeah, you know, I think uh, you know Canelo is definitely you know the A side, yeah. plants the B side. I think you pretty much have to give Canelo whatever you want, or you're not going to yeah. get the fight. But what does he stand to lose, though? I mean, so here, yeah. so here's the deal, right? So okay, so basically, so if Canelo's not able to fight mm-hmm. because of COVID, health reasons, whatever it is, maybe yeah. they just you know wrote the very clear that it's only COVID. I don't know. But so what is the harm from Canelo's perspective in allowing Caleb Plant to continue to fight? Yeah. Is it because are they saying that, you know, Caleb Plant is still going to make the same purse or he's going to get less money? Um, I, I think the more the issue was if, because I think the fight was planning on being on PBC. Yeah. Where PBC was going to be doing the pay-per-view. Right, right. And so... You know, they basically wanted Canelo wanted to make sure that no matter what, yeah, he's getting paid what he's getting paid, yeah, regardless of who he fights, right. So if right. it's not Caleb Plant mm-hmm. and they put in Avi Lidrum, yeah, he still gets paid what he was going to fu- get right. to get Plant. Yeah, see that that I don't have a problem with. Yeah, right. That I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with. Um, simply because again, he's the A side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you want to look at it in terms of you know a baseball, right? Doesn't matter who the Dodgers are facing. It could be a really good pitcher, really bad pitcher, right? 
Cody Ballinger's check is the same no matter yeah. who the opponent is, right? Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to look at it in those terms, I get it. However, right, when you look at the um, the revenue, right, yeah. um, and it shouldn't matter, but it, at this point it doesn't matter who Canelo's fighting. No. Right? It doesn't matter who he's fighting. He's the biggest draw in boxing. Mm-hmm. He's going to sell out whatever arena, and he's going to do pretty good, although he really hasn't done pay-per-views because he's part of that whole zone package. Yeah. Where you pay $100 and you get every fight. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, on that point, I'm with Canelo. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he should get paid the same amount no matter who he fights. The part that I just don't get that I think is petty is about not allowing Plant to fight. Yeah. and, and I, don't, I don't get that. And who knows, you know, how much truth there is to it. You know, the PBC could be telling Plant one thing when yeah. the truth is actually something else. Right. You know, I saw a couple of weeks ago that the PBC wanted Canelo to sign a deal for two or three more fights. Yeah, I saw on that. On top of this one. Yeah. But right. then they were saying, oh, no, and then they backed off of that. You know, but who knows how much they really backed off of that. Right. Yeah, that's the thing, right? We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't truly know everything, right? And then, by the way, and they are running out of time, by the way. If you need yeah. your standard eight weeks, um, they're pretty much up against it already. Yeah. And according to Kayla Plan, of course, right, they waited on Canelo's wedding to get done and a bunch of other personal um, commitments that Canelo had, right? So they yeah. feel like they're already bending over backwards. Yeah. Um, it's just something doesn't sound right either, right? Because Canelo doesn't strike you as the kind of guy who is going to, um, you know, throw marbles in the way of a fight taking place for stuff like this, right? He's about legacy. He's about fighting the best. That being said, right, we know that a boxer's tenure in their peak is very short, and they have to take advantage of it, right? It's not a baseball player. So I get it. Um, But, yeah, but I don't understand yeah, it, it just seems like yeah, it was it was probably getting way too complicated just because it was he's negotiating with the PBC. Yeah, PBC's not his promoter, so he's asking for the moon, and yeah. you know it was it turned out it was too much. I guess, but we don't yeah. know. Like I said, because he's not saying he's anything. Plant, and and here's the thing, and all this could also be posturing, and then mm-hmm. tomorrow, right? Yeah, we could get this breaking news that the fight is back on. Because that is the fight. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. now they're throwing out, you know, Dimitri Bivol stepping in, right? Uh-huh. I still don't get that. I still don't get why they would want Canelo to step up to 175. Completely yeah. undersized. Yeah, even though he beat Kovalev. And by the way, Kovalev is now back, by the way. Uh, well, Kovalev also, yeah, he, he was like, hey, if you're a man, give yeah. me a rematch. Yeah, and did, yeah. You, and did you hear that he's for free? Oh, he said, yeah. he said nothing. He said, I'll fight you for free. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. No payment. Right, oh, wow. he wasn't in shape. He wasn't ready uh-huh. the first fight. So yeah, he'll take it for nothing, oh. just for the sake of fighting. Yeah. So so of course, right? Of course, you got that. Yeah, Kovalev was saying everyone wants to fight you for the money, not me. <laughs> I want you for free. So um, I just don't get the Bivol fight. Yeah. I don't think Canelo belongs in the light heavyweight division. No. I think he needs to stick to the plan, stay in your lane, beat Caleb Plant. Right unify the 168 pound weight mm-hmm. division and again i'm okay if he signs that whole deal with uh pbc yeah. because you've got charlo that they can dangle out mm-hmm. the 160 pound charlo and then of course you got david benavides yeah so you got you know benavides probably the more interim both of those fights would be mega fights that's mm-hmm. who we want to see by the way yeah from a pure boxing fans perspective we don't want to see canelo against dimitri bivol no that doesn't prove anything yeah. to me yeah and it, it uh, you know, Bivol, I think is 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 probably too big. Yeah. Not saying Canelo can't can't win that fight. Yeah. But it's going to take something out of him. To, oh yeah. To, to 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 win that fight. No, there's no doubt. And by the way, Kovalev wasn't even doing too bad at points in yeah. that fight, right? Yeah. This isn't Sugar Ray Leonard fighting Donnie Lalonde. No. no, and can you know Canelo? You know, I, I guess at some it depends on when you when you measure Canelo. Yeah. But he could fluctuates yeah. anywhere from five seven, yeah, to six one to six. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> He's one of the few people that. By the way, I used to collect. I still have them. Uh, boxing cards. You ever collect boxing cards? Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, and it's one of the ones like if he had a boxing card on the back, uh-huh. that's what it would say for height. Yeah, right. Rare. Yeah, five seven dash six one. Depending if he's got the Canelos on, yeah. right? <laughs> Those. <laughs> <laughs> How could he be staring and looking Ryan Garcia eye to eye, Rick? Yeah. After the fight, he he was taller than Ryan. Yeah, Garcia. he was even taller. Than- 
That's the first thing I noticed. Remember, right after yeah. that fight, and everybody goes into the ring, right? Similar to the uh, Rocky and Apollo Creed with uh-huh. pandemonium, right? And Rocky didn't care. You know, the judges are, are, are you know, yelling out the scorecard, and he's just looking for Adrian, yeah. which is how it's supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't care who won the fight or what the judges say, you know? Uh-huh. His win is to find Adrian, but yeah, man. Um, anyways, we digress, but yeah, um, I, yeah I, 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 we don't know everything that's happening, but if it really is Canelo saying, yeah, if I'm not available, he can't fight, what, why not, Canelo? Yeah. Like, what, what's the loss in having Caleb Plant move forward, uh-huh. right, and fight on? Like, the man, he deserves to fight. If he's ready, stuff happens. Yeah. You bring in somebody else, and that's just is what it is. I mean, he deserves the right to make a living as well. Yeah. So I, I don't get that, but something doesn't sound right. But we'll see, right? Yeah, you know, it, it'll. We'll hear more in the next you know, week or two. Of, yeah, you know what's going on. You know, and and also, yeah, don't be don't be shocked if if the fight gets made. You know, tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, also, we've got uh, Ryan Garcia. He's in negotiations yeah. with uh, Jojo Diaz for yep. for a fight later later this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think it'd be a good. Uh, I'm interested to see this fight. You know, I think it'd be a good uh, matchup of styles. Um, I do think that they feel like Jojo Diaz isn't a big enough puncher. Yeah. And they're not worried about, um, you know, him being able to hurt Ryan Garcia. Yeah. We called this one, by the way. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, people listen to our podcast. We were one mm-hmm. of the first to talk about this yeah. that when we were talking about Jojo Diaz. And we said, why not? Now that he's up at 135 and he looked very impressive in this last fight against Fortuna, um, why not? Yeah. They're in the same stable, you know, both all both with Golden Boy. Yeah. And and I tell you, you know, uh Diaz is just, you know, one after another earning my respect. Yeah. As as a fighter, right? Yeah, not and, not afraid. And whose whose stock was really low when he didn't make weight that one time. That's right. And That's um, right. you know, it's it's shot up ever since. Yeah, yeah, I give him a lot of credit for mm-hmm. uh for for staying, you know, with the process. So, um, you know, now by the way, I just I'm not just like Oscar Valdez, right? Um, I'm not going to overlook these guys, man. Yeah. I'm not going to overlook the heart, right, and the passion that they have for being great. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I underestimated uh, Oscar Valdez in his fight against Miguel Burchell. And so I'm not going to underestimate uh, Jojo Diaz. Yeah. If, if Ryan Garcia cannot catch him early, right, with that quick snap left, right? Um, and Diaz is able to get inside and kind of turn it ugly. We don't know if Ryan Garcia can get in the deep waters in a in a phone booth type of brawl. Yeah. And I think Diaz can turn it into that. Yeah, no, no. It, it uh, I think it'd be a great fight. You know, to find uh, definitely a fight that uh, we would have to try to uh, find any way to get there. Oh, without a doubt. You know, without a doubt, because that's going to be local. Yeah. There's no way that fight takes place. Any the the farthest that fight takes place is Vegas. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, yeah, that's Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not Fantasy Springs, although that would be no, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think it's Fantasy Springs. Right I think f- he's done fighting at the Fantasy Springs. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the five dollar um, tecates. Yeah, no. You know, yeah, I, I miss him. <laughs> you know, um, and then you know, speaking of uh, Ryan Garcia's, la- you know, last opponent, uh, Luke Campbell. Yeah, uh, he's re- he's decided to retire. Um, no kind, kidding. Yeah, kind of a little bit of a shock. Yeah. You know, he's uh, only 33. Yeah. But uh, he did lose his, his last two fights um, yeah. against Ryan Garcia and, and Vasily Lomachenko. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I think it's too soon, but if yeah. he's done, he's done. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe yeah. that maybe that's just how he's feeling right now. Uh-huh. I think that, you know, he's a human being, right? Yeah. You kind of go through highs and lows. I think, unfortunately, it is young at 33. Yeah. And but here's the thing, right? I think he also is looking at it and says, you know, do I just want to be that proverbial gatekeeper? Yeah. From now on, right? Good enough to to be a contender to fight the good guys, but not quite good enough to get the W, right? Yeah. But the the other thing, but there was plenty of money to be made at 135, right? You know, if right. you're there in that in, in that spot, um, you know, why not try to fight a um, you know, he's having a tough time trying to find a fight, but um, uh, who am I thinking? Uh, Devin Haney. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe win a couple fights, fight a Devin Haney. You know, right. Nobody else seems to be fighting, Yeah. you know, Devin Haney, fight fight a Jorge Linares, you know, yeah. make, make some money, you know, but, uh, you know, he, maybe. He maybe fought Linares. Yeah. That would be a rematch oh, he did? with oh, that's Linares. Right, that's right. Yeah, it'd be a rematch. But see, um, 
he was coming back against Linares. Yeah. That's why that particular fight against Linares, by the way, initially Linares was was uh, was throttling him. Mm-hmm. And then toward the later round, Campbell came back. Yeah. And that's when he established himself as like, hold on, you know, this guy can be a legitimate fighter. So, but but I totally agree with you. There's plenty of fights to be made yeah. for him at the lightweight division. The problem, though, is, I mean, is does he really have a chance, right, mm-hmm. at beating any of the top guys? And so if you look at it, you know, can he beat the top guy, Teofimo Lopez? Yeah. Not going to happen. He already fought Lomachenko, right? Didn't happen. Got beaten by Linares, right? Yeah. Got beaten now by Ryan Garcia, who's one of the up-and-comers in the lightweight mm-hmm. division. So that's the problem, Rick. I hear you. He's a very entertaining fighter. Yeah. Right? Who who fight and you're going to get a fight every time, but from his perspective, is that really how he wants to make his money now? Yeah. By being that that gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Right? You're right. You know, Richard Kami, fight with Richard Kami would be yeah. interesting, right? He's still ranked number 7 by the by the WBC. Forget about the WBA. Yeah. They could name him one of their champions if they wanted to. <laughs> The one that, yeah, even on the WBA website, it gives no definition of criteria yeah. as to how they named that last WBA champion. <laughs> yeah, you and I, you can name any of us champion. Yeah. Just just because. But that's pretty interesting. Um, and if it is, then, you know, thank you, Luke Campbell. He gave us some very yeah. me- memorable fights against some of the aforementioned opponents that I, uh, that I just stated. Mm-hmm. Good fighter. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, sad to see him go. Um, yeah. You mentioned Richard Comey. Um, you know, he could be the next opponent for uh, Lomachenko. Yeah. They're talking about uh, December 12th, um, Madison Square Garden for that fight. Yeah, you know, I like Richard Comey, right? Yeah. Um, that's who lost his title, of course, to um, Tiffimo Lopez, mm-hmm. right? Um, beat our guy. Was it, I'm doing this off, is it Raimundo Beltran? He, uh, yeah, he, I believe so, yeah. He, he beat him here at the Fantasy mm-hmm. Springs. Um, those are the ones that got their picture, right? That's yeah. Their picture, uh, oh, it's right here, right on the studios. It's uh, it's those two guys. Um, but see, this is just another opponent that's tailor-made for Lomachenko, man. Uh-huh. Tailor-made for him, right? He's um, going to be tough. He's going to stand right there. Right. And, and, and he's going to get hit a lot. Yep, defense is questionable, yeah. leaves himself open. Yes, he's got dynamite in his hands, and if he's able to land him, but you got to look up, I don't know, Kami's age, but he's no spring chicken, man. No. You know, yeah. he's an older dude, just another perfect opponent yeah. for Lomachenko, you know, and yeah, and Lomachenko will completely thrash him. Yeah. It'll be the same thing. Ugh. But uh, yeah, also um, just released today, um, Shakur Stevenson, Jamal yeah. Herring. Yeah. Um, that fight is going to take place uh, October 23rd is yeah. looking like the date. It might go into November, but um it's looking like that fight's a done deal. They're just working on the date. Yeah, and that fight, of course, has been uh, – they were setting it up, right? Mm-hmm. That's uh, both ESPN, top-ranked guys, right? Yeah. Um, so fight makes sense. I think that Shakur Stevenson beats him easily, by the way. Yeah. Um, I didn't like – you know, Jamal Herring fought better his last fight. Um, in fact, he was very impressive his last fight. Yeah. But um, but I don't think that he's able to beat Shakur Stevenson. I think they're doing this to set up Shakur Stevenson to have the only version of the WBO belt. Uh-huh. After which, of course, right, he fights Oscar Valdez. Yeah, and and I think that's you know that's the fight uh, they want. And yeah. um, you know I think um, Herring was was trying to get to that fight. Yeah. You know before he had to take this one. Yeah. And um, you know, just worked out that you know he had to take this one first. Yeah, because they know, right? They know that the the, the cash cow in that division for them is Shakur Stevenson. Mm-hmm. That's the guy with all of the upside. Yeah. Right. All all of the upside. So they need to get, even though he has a version of the WBO belt, it's not the actual championship belt that Jamal Herring has. Mm-hmm. They want to get it in Shakur Stevenson's hands. So now he's got some leverage as a legitimate 130 pound champion. Yeah. And you got Javante Davis still in that division. Right? Yeah. You know, plenty of fights, you know, yeah. to be made. Nobody went on the IBF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Terrence Crawford and um, Porter. It's yeah. been ordered by the WBO. Yeah. Uh, for a purse bid, you know they had thirty days. Um, you know the split, if it goes to, to purse bid, um, sixty forty, which is probably should be. You know, yeah. Terrence Crawford. You know, I th- I think he needs for, this fight for, for Porter. You mean? <laughs> yeah. Sixty forty for Porter. 
or 60-40 for Crawford? Well, 60-40 for Crawford. I got you. But, uh, you know, I think Crawford, you know, he needs this fight, you know, to show that, um, you know, he's better than these PBC guys that uh, have been just kind of fighting one another. Yeah. Yeah. um, You know, Terrence Crawford, of course, coming out talking about, you know, finally, Mm -hmm. right, one of these guys is willing to fight me. And I don't think that's the case. I think they're all willing to fight him. Yeah. I think it's just the – the contract and the money and the fact that you're dealing with PBC. Yeah. That's the issue. And we know that's the issue, Rick, mm-hmm. because the PBC fighters, it's very difficult to get them to fight outside yeah. of their um, of that organization, mm-hmm. right? Unless it's like clearly an opportunity either that it is heavily in their favor, right? Or there is actual something substantially to gain, right? Yeah. And so I got to tell you, and that's fine. Yeah, he probably should get 60-40, but he's the champion. But every time I I look at Terrence Crawford, I say it again, who in the heck has this guy fought? Yeah. Who's he fought? Yeah, it hasn't been, you know, Amir Khan, you know, Kel Brook, you know, that, those are the two biggest names. Give me one name. Give me one <laughs> name that he fought a guy in his prime. In his like, prime, why, yeah. why are we talking about this guy as the number one, number two pound-for-pound pound fighter? Right, Kel Brook washed up, right? Spence mm-hmm. beat him in his backyard in his prime. Uh, Cavialuskas, who Virgil Ortiz Jr. is going to fight, right? Yeah. Um, which will be a good measuring stick, I guess, because Crawford knocked him out in round nine. Cavialuskas actually came out and fought pretty decent that fight, by the way. A washed-up Amir Khan, an overmatched Benavides, a Jeff Horn, please, yeah. right, who got just a ridiculous decision against Manny Pacquiao. Uh, Julius Ndongo, Felix Diaz, John Molina Jr., mm-hmm. Victor Pistol, Henward Lundley, D.R. John, Thomas DeLorme, Raimundo Beltran, <laughs> right? Yuriokis Gamboa. Yeah. I, I can keep going, mm-hmm. and you're not going to find one really good fighter that we would say that is a legitimate, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. None of them. So, yes, so Porter is really the first, mm-hmm. I would say. He's, Bud Crawford is 37-0. and 0. This will be the first, as far as I'm concerned, if he beats first Porter. Test. Yeah, he'll be 1-0, yeah. in, my, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you, uh, you know, remember, Porter gave Spence all that he could uh, uh-huh. handle, right? And then some. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought that Porter was going to give him a fight. And if Porter can do the same thing with kind of that swarming, right, kind of awkward style... I think you can give Crawford a difficult time. Yeah. No, but th- yeah. this would be Crawford's staple fight, though. Mm-hmm. Nobody has been able, really, to take out Porter, right? No. Nobody's been able to take Sean Showtime Porter out. So take him out, Terrence Crawford, and do it in convincing fashion. Uh-huh. Now you'll start to have... Y- your respect. Right. You know, everyone's respect, I think, at that point. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, we've got a location for the uh, Oscar De La Hoya. I know you're, you know... Really yep. looking forward to this one. Oscar that's De La Hoya, right. Vitor Belfort. Yeah. Staples Center. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's you know, really and, good. You know, hopefully, you know, he can win this one because even though there's a statue out front, yeah. he's yet to win a fight at Staples Center. Oh, no kidding, huh? Yeah. No kidding. Well, he's only fought once yeah. at Staples Center. You know, okay. And he lost to Mosley. Okay. Is that the second one? Um, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. And he probably won that one. Yeah. That one. That's when we when we were yeah. going back and looking at his record. Uh-huh. Right. Trinidad, of course, but yeah, that's um, that's interesting. That'll be good, though. You know, at uh-huh. least it's local. Um, I would imagine that they're also going to put legitimate fights on that card yeah, as well. Yeah, you, you would think right? so. Yeah, I don't know how good they're going to be, mm-hmm. but if De La Hoya has anything to do with it, he can throw some of his guys right. Y- yeah, in his stable, he could be yeah, in tr- Triller and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so there'll definitely be a concert going on as well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, but hopefully, yeah, there is legitimate fighters on that on that card. Yeah, we'll probably have to make that. Although, I'm telling you right now, can you imagine the ticket prices of that thing? Oh, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, out the roof. Yeah. Stu- stupidity. <laughs> um, I guess we'll finish with uh, Charlo and Castano. Uh, they're both going to have to fight their mandatories, um, you know, before they, they can have their rematch. Yeah, and that's too bad, mm-hmm. right? That's too bad because this is when, unfortunately, the sanctioning bodies get in their own way of boxing, yeah. of what's good for boxing, because that's a fight where they need to fight each other next. Yeah, it should be immediate rematch. Everybody knows yeah. that because the problem is, right, is anything can happen mm-hmm. in boxing. We've seen that. We've seen that already. This weekend, the guy that came in after like 10 days' notice or something and yeah. won, 
you just don't know. So now Castano's going to have to fight Tim Zhu, mm-hmm. right? And then Charlo's going to have to fight uh, who, uh, ba- Bakram Muskalayev. M- M- yeah, Murda 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 Lazia. Yeah, yeah, Murda Zaliev. So, but either way, right? Yeah, Bakram Murda Zaliev. And so, who knows, right? Who knows mm-hmm. what could happen? The same thing with warranty and can. So I, I, I just don't like that. But again, but these sanctioning bodies, they start to play hardball and say, yeah. if you're not going to fight our mandatory, then you're going to get stripped of the title. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, these guys, by the way, are no Mayweather or Riddick Bowe that have enough um, leverage that they can just toss the belts in the trash can yeah. and say, screw your $250,000 sanctioning fee. Not going to pay it. Yeah. So, you know, that's too bad. Um, and then since you since you brought him up, I, I, I remembered this uh, little tidbit. Uh, yeah. Riddick Bo yeah. has, has just gotten another fight. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he fights Lamar Odom. No way. Yeah. Are you serious? So, you know, that is the next fight. It'll be on the Celebrity yeah. Boxing. Don't have an exact date on that, yeah. but uh, I, I did come across that, that. Are you serious? That's a done deal. No way. Yeah. That is crazy. And, and Riddick Bo, who, who <laughs> couldn't talk very, very well. Yeah. 20 years ago. Right. That's you know, crazy. And, uh, you know, he was punched way too many times and probably should not be in the ring. And That is amazing. Definitely shouldn't be fighting a, a basketball player. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. That is. Although, I hope he beats Lamar Odom. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't even know who I hope to win yeah. in that fight. But uh, but then that's it for the news. Um, well, don't forget you also got the uh, the big uh, return of Victor Ortiz. Oh yes, I forgot. That's that's a huge yeah. one against uh, Robert the Ghost Guerrero. The Ghost Guerrero, yeah. Right? You know my my favorite part of the whole fight yeah. is the uh, the dad, the dad, yeah, the Guerrero dad. Yeah, you know, he looks like the Lowrider logo. Right. That's, exactly right. uh, that's exactly you know, right. That's exactly right. Hopefully, you know, he gets a couple wife beater, uh, you know, accusations <laughs> yeah. thrown out there. Hey, I love Robert Guerrero, right? Yeah. Um, he came back. He actually retired, and then he came back mm-hmm. and gave us, a, you know, so, so he's he's technically been a lot more active than yeah. uh, Victor Ortiz. Um, you know what? Why not? At least these yeah. guys are somewhat still active, right? And now it kind of makes sense. You know, the last couple of times we went to the Dignity Sports, yeah. you know, each time we've yeah. seen Victor Ortiz at yeah. the fights. That's right. So we're like, you know, right. what is he doing? You yeah. know, he's all, you know, yeah. all dressed up in a suit. He's, yeah. you know, they're watching the fights. And yeah. There it is. You know, he's coming back to fight. Hey, man, why not? You yeah. know, um, who's the other kid from Oxnard? Guy who actually, he goes all out. Good fighter. He just lost. Uh, he lost to Danny Garcia, actually. Right. He got beat by Danny Garcia. In a really good fight. We'll have to look that up here. Yeah. But uh, all right, folks, we're going to come back. Last break, and we got the stat of the week. We're going to get the five father-son combinations, uh-huh. of which I can only get two. Two focused on the show. I don't want to. Uh, it's impossible to multitask, it, and it really is um, physically impossible to focus on two things at the same time and give 100% to each. We'll be right back, folks, specifically boxing. Goes Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado are back. Folks, don't forget, PacificGoesBoxing.com. Check out the website. Send us an email. You can subscribe there. Got a lot of good stuff going on. Um, it was, uh, who did you say, Rick, the guy from Oxnard? Bam Bam, right? Yeah, yeah. Brandon uh, yeah. Bam Bam Rio. Yeah, he retired as well, but it's a matter of time before he, or I don't know if he retired. Really I don't know retired. if he retired. I, yeah. I, I think he had... Um, you know, I think he was planning a comeback, and then he he went down to TJ and fought mm-hmm. um, Humberto Soto, and I think yeah. he was expecting to win that one, and yeah. then he would have you know went went on from there. Yeah, and he ended up losing that fight, but uh, that was two years ago. Yeah, likable kid, man. Yeah, likable kid. All right, Rick, the stat of the week, which you already set up, so five father-son combinations uh-huh. that uh, were both champions. Mm-hmm. We got uh, we got the Chavez's. Yeah, we got the Chavez's. Right? JC and Junior. We uh-huh. got uh, Floyd Patterson and Tracy Patterson. Yes. We don't have the other three. Like I said, I could not be focusing on that and trying to do the show at the same yeah. time. So what do we got? So we've got uh, Leon Spinks oh, and yeah. Corey Spinks. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Leon Spinks, yeah. who was the heavyweight champion, and then yeah. uh, Corey Spinks won the title in... Uh, 
at 147. Yeah, makes sense. Which, you know, Corey Spinks, you know, he he beat um, Ricardo Mayorga for oh, that wow. title, which, yeah. you know, Mayorga won and he beat Vernon Forrest. And I don't think anybody's going to say, yeah. you know, that Corey Spinks was a better fighter than uh, Vernon Forrest. Yeah. You know, I think. Um, Interesting. They would yeah. fight, by the way, those fights with Forrest and Mayorga were taking place right here at yeah, the, uh, right the Pachanga. Yeah. Um, the, the other uh, two father-son. Yeah. Wilfredo Vasquez Sr. Yeah. And Wilfredo Vasquez Jr. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Him you wouldn't the, have gotten that one? No, nah, and that's the great, uh, the trilogy with Israel, right? Yeah. Is uh, that, or, no, is that no, a no, 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 no. That's, um, that's uh, Rafael Marquez. Oh, Rafael Marquez. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, um, yeah, the uh, his dad was a fighter, and he said okay. that he wanted to you know, win uh, yeah. the world title just like his dad. He yeah. won, ended up winning the WBO Super Bantamweight title, okay. uh, even though he lost it uh, 11 months later. Okay. Yeah, I could tell you it wasn't. I could tell you that Ray Boom Boom Mancini uh-huh. wasn't because his dad fought and his dad never won. Yeah. <laughs> but that was always the big, you know, heartfelt story there. Yeah. And one more. And this one, you know, I, I don't know these guys. Maybe you know these guys. Yeah. Uh, Guti Espadas. Yeah, yeah. Senior. Guti Espadas. Yeah, yeah. And and junior. Okay. Yeah, I know Guti Espadas. I don't. I didn't remember that uh, that his that his son uh-huh. was named the same thing. Those are lighter lighter division guys. Though. Yeah. So he was uh, a, the dad was a, a flyweight. Yep. And in 1976, he captured the uh, WBA version of uh, yeah the title. Yeah. And then uh, as for his son, he would go on to break uh, the record books for two decades. Yeah. As um, yeah, that's crazy. And he won the WBC featherweight title. Yeah, his dad, a uh, big time fighter at the Olympic Auditorium. Okay. Here at the Forum. Yeah, that's that's how we knew that guy. But yeah, that's interesting. Now yeah. that those would have escaped me. You yeah. know, the Spinks one is the one I probably should have known, mm-hmm. but I forgot. You know, you think about Corey Spinks. You know. Yeah. Interesting. Good stat of the week, Rick. Good solid round ten. We made a big comeback. Uh, from this point on, we'll be back to our uh, every week, uh-huh. right? Well, uh, today's Monday. What is it? August the second. Mm-hmm. You believe that? You know, yeah. you got five months left in the year, man. Whatever yeah, your plans amazing. were, you're already over fifty yeah. percent done. All right, that'll do it for this week. I'll see you next week, Rick. All right, see you next week. All right.